All right, great. Um, Jennifer, it's great to chat with you. Uh, it's under different circumstances than we otherwise would have expected because we'd probably be having a conversation like this in DC at Liberty Con rather than virtually, but I hope you're holding up well in the quarantine. I'm doing great. And okay. I want to um, let everybody know who is uh, listening to us that I'm talking with David Clement, who is the Director of External Relations at Students for Liberty. Uh, is that still correct? Yes, that is. Yep. I know we're all wearing different hats um, yes. during the usual time, so that uh, you're probably doing a lot more than that. Um, and I am CEO of the Atlas Society, mm -hmm. and uh, this is our first experiment with Ask the Atlas Society. Um, as David mentioned, you know, we were all excited about uh, going to LibertyCon and um, exhibiting there and speaking there, and Students for Liberty has been a, a wonderful partner of, uh, of the Atlas Society going back decades. But since we have um, an unusual set of circumstances, we wanted to take this opportunity to connect virtually yep. and talk a little bit about um, the philosophy of Ayn Rand and what it has to say about how uh, we respond both individually and as um, society, communities, and a government. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are so many interesting facets um, that I think the ideas of RAND can kind of be overlaid or viewing this, viewing this pandemic through that lens of um, the philosophy of objectivism. So I'm, I'm excited to ask you a few questions in terms of where the ideas of RAND fit into um, the role of the state here and, and things like that. So um, I'll get started actually, I mean, with the first and most obvious uh, question, which is what would Ayn Rand have to say about what's going on right now with the pandemic, the complete shutdown or, or almost complete shutdown of the American economy? Um, where do you kind of see the, the, the lens of objectivism uh, in terms of this pandemic? Well, um, there are two lines that jump out at me from Atlas Shrugged. And uh, the first is, is sort of a gloomier line which was, brother, you asked for it. Um, and uh, okay. the, the other is uh, a sunnier line, which yep. was, it's we who move the world, and it's we who will pull it through. So along the gloomier lines, of course, that was Francisco's, uh, you know, putting that up on, on, the, on, the, on the towers in New York. Yep. Um, we're talking about like where did this virus come from how did it get out of hand how did we get here mm -hmm. and so as, as you guys know you guys have been great in sharing our draw my life videos we're working on a, a draw my life my name is coronavirus and so okay i'm thinking about the the story of the virus uh and where it came from and how it spread and who helped and who hindered along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the virus has one job, and that job is to spread. Yep. And it started in uh, apparently these, these bat caves in um, Wuhan province. It jumped to these wet markets, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then it, it spread. Now, how did, how did it spread? Well, 
um, it not only bred well in uh, these wet caves, but it also breeds well in secrecy. And yeah. uh, the, the Chinese government at first um, suppressed the truth about what was happening. There were doctors um, and we're, we've started a gallery of, of heroes and villains of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And one now fallen uh, hero was a doctor who discovered it and tried to warn other medics and he got a visit from the police. And he, he was, was the original doctor. whistleblower, correct? That's exactly right. Yep. So, yep. Um, so he, he saw this, he, he, he uh, I think uh, his name was Dr. Li Wen Liang. Yep. Um, and, uh, and he was ordered by the police to go back to work. Yep. And some people don't uh, know this, but uh, we need to let them know he was infected. He likely infected others and he yep. died. Okay. Yep. And so while the communist, um, while the virus was focused on spreading, okay, uh, yep. the, the, the communist government was focused on preserving its power. So on saving only, face and trying not to. Exactly. Yep. Preserving power, preserving prestige. Yep. And so uh, in, instead of doing, if, if there is a job for government, protecting individuals, being transparent, mm -hmm. um, it, it suppressed the truth. Uh, we have another video just out, My Name is Hong Kong, where there's interesting parallels of, of the government suppressing freedom of expression. Well, what could be a more important freedom of expression than a doctor saying that yeah. we have a problem here? In the yeah. process, it spread not just to, uh, to in China, but it, it, it started to make its global spread. And we can see other instances of wrong government um, you know, priorities. There's a yep. reason why it is spread so, um, so, so far and fast in Iran, which is one of uh, communist China's most important trading policies, okay? Mm -hmm. So again, what happened with government? There was the fact that so many of the best minds of Iran had already fled yep. uh, during their revolution and the, the, the mysticism and authoritarianism of that government pre prevented, it was mysticism, not merit, who was determining yep. who would be the, the, the best doctors, the best scientists. So half of the population, the women of Iran, were not brought, those human resources were not brought to bear on the problem. Yep. Say, it's, similar, you, yeah, yeah it's with Iran, it's interesting because it's there, obviously what goes on there in terms of oppression is, is, is horrific, but you raise a very good point. There are unseen externalities when you completely shut out the creative power of half your pop population and you keep them on the sidelines. And when I say keep them, I mean women in, in, in many instances. And so um, that's, a, that's an important point in terms of the creative power that can be used and harnessed and our ability to find solutions when we allow for uh, allow for humans to flourish in that way and have the ability to uh, to try and solve some of these complex problems. So I'm I'm certainly interested to see how how your your heroes and villains uh, shakes out uh, because that sounds that's a really interesting way of looking at it because I mean there are so many. Um, heroes. I mean, if we talk domestically in the United States, from the obviously the, the the people who are still working in hospitals and trying to save lives, 
but also all the way down the chain to the maybe less uh, less glorious jobs of driving a truck and making sure that these goods and food and 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 all these things that people need are ending up on these store shelves or even as something as simple as the Uber Eats driver who is bringing you um, your meal um, at night because you're getting it delivered to your door. Um, there are so many people who deserve applause in that sense. And so I love the idea of, of highlighting those heroes and villains. Yeah, I, that resonates with me. So anyway, I'm in, in San Francisco right now. I'm, I'm uh, sheltering with uh, my parents and I yep. drove from Malibu. And, and you know, I'm, I'm uh, stopping to charge my car here and there. And at some point I'm in a... Uh, you know, a Marriott in the middle of, of nowhere, and uh, I'm ordering um, some takeout, you know, while uh, I'm charging. And I decided I was, I paid for it, but then I gave a 200% tip. And I wrote on my check, you yep. are the real heroes, because yep. these were people that were, you know, that the only thing that was open was, you know, this just corner of a restaurant, and they mm -hmm. were busy and they were doing service with a smile and they were wiping things down. And, you know, I mean, that's capitalism. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that, those are people that are, that are working. And so, uh, you know, I do think I, I get a little bit concerned if I was a virus. Okay. Yes. I, I would be thinking about how I can spread short term. Sure. But I would also be thinking about how I can spread long term yep. and how I can do that is by, uh, you know, knowing that my true adversaries are the John Galls, you know, they are the inventors, they are the creative men and women that have defeated one disease after another throughout mm -hmm. history. And they uh, get their capital from our free market economy. So yep. a virus that cripples the economy will mean no future cures, no future inoculations, no future yep. job, no future America. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, that segues very nicely. You've mentioned some of the villains and, and how a virus can, can spread in secrecy. I, I've pulled up this tweet in front of me and I, I even reading it now, it strikes me as just, I'm astounded that it still exists. And this is from the World Health Organization um, from the 14th of January saying, preliminary investigations conducted by Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human -human transmission of the novel coronavirus identified in Wuhan province. And so just imagine the, the opportunity that was missed by this secrecy, by whether we call it corruption or, or saving face or however you frame it, uh, it's clear here that the, that the Chinese Communist Party is a significant villain in allowing for um, the virus to spread, like you said, basically via secrecy or deception. Yes, and you know, what I uh, have reflected upon is that just as the virus um, incubated and began in these wet caves of the Wuhan province, it has also nestled and incubated in red tape here in the administrative state mm -hmm. in America. Because yep. again, okay, one job, CDC, all right? One job, just yep. focus on infectious diseases. 
what were they doing? One thing I say, and this is also true in our personal lives as well as our political lives, a choice to do one thing is a choice not to do another thing. Yep. So that while the CDC was focused on, um, you know, imaginary epidemics of guns and uh, fake, you know, threats of vaping, Sure. And that's where they were getting their positive uh, press, right? So, you yeah. know, the Pavlovian, they're going to do more of that. They, 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 they were taking their eye off the ball, doing just one thing, okay? Come up with competent threats. And not only that, worse, is that when there were other heroes like um, Helen Chu, you know, in Washington State, Mm -hmm. who it wasn't her job, okay, but she found a test and she was starting to test people. And now the regulators were saying, no, you're not allowed to do that. Well, she is yet another unsung hero mm -hmm. of coronavirus because she stood up to the regulators and she tested. And in the process, she denied untold numbers to the virus in the Northwest yep. country. Yeah, and there's, there's really infuriating examples um, of of people who have capital who want to use it to make protective equipment, whether it be masks or any of the other things that are needed. And I remember one person was who had, had basically uh, tweeted saying that they were ready um, via 3D printing. They had the designs that could be full service within a matter of two or three days to start producing this equipment. And they were told by regulators that it was probably going to take about 45 days to get approval. And so here you have people who have figured out a, a, a means to help us find a solution and help us save lives. And the administrative state is standing in the way. Um, and it's just atrocious to think that literally paperwork um, is what's preventing people from saving others or possibly finding a cure. Yeah. And um, so, you know, we have the fact, the biological fact of, of the virus. Uh, we have the, the, the fact of government shutdowns. We have uh, the sad fact of the massive expansion um, of, of the federal government, which will likely in some ways be permanent. And all mm -hmm. of the spending will, you know, another great line from Ayn Rand is paid for by, by whom? Well, it will be paid for by you, you know, yeah. David, it will be behaved for by your students. It won't be yep. paid, you know, for by other generations. You can expropriate all the wealth that you want. There isn't yep. enough. Um, it, it will be paid by, by the young people who have their best year, uh, earning years ahead of them. And those are the people like your students. But so th those are facts. Those are depressing. But, uh, you know, depression is bad for the immunity. Panic, you know, no one makes good choices in panic. Mm -hmm. um, fear is paralyzing, so, and 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 reality exists. A is A. I mean, that's that's what we were t talking about with the spread of the virus in in China. The, the fact, all of the the concept, you, know, you can evade a reality, but you can't evade the consequences of avoiding reality. Yep. Well, you know, another reality in, gives us a lot of of, of a reason for optimism, and that is. Uh, the resilience of the free market uh, system, the fact that we have so many brilliant minds, scientific, entrepreneurial, and others who are, are working in a way we had never seen before. We have these technologies, again, thanks to capitalism, uh, like this platform on which we are communicating right now. Yep. And, and, and solutions are being shared 
you know, at light speed across platforms. We are crowdsourcing solutions. Yep. We are finding ways to find community and to connect in isolation. And, and a little bit of gratitude for capitalism, I think, is in order. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, you see, especially if you're on Twitter, you'll see people being like, well, this is an example of, of, of the failures of capitalism. And it's like, hold on a second. What world are you looking at? This is, there are, like we're going back to whether it's the Uber driver or the person who wants to change production at one of their facilities or um, the, the endless list of people who are either actively trying um, with their capital to make a difference or who are waiting and dealing with red tape in the administrative state to basically join the fight. Um, there's a long list of, of counterexamples um, to what those in the Twitter sphere might be saying, where it's like, no, no, guys, there's actually, there's a, there is a lot of good here. And much of this good is being driven by the fact um, that people who are free and free to use their intelligence or creativity and their labor as they see fit are working together to find a solution. And so I try and uh, as much as I can um, highlight those and, and draw those parallels uh, which actually brings me to my second question for you, which is in terms of the parallels that we can draw from Rand's books in the current, current situation, what parallels do you see? Um, what book of Rand's do you think is the most relevant right now? Well, that's a really good question. Um, you know, in, I know I've talked a little bit about Atlas Shrugged, and I think there are you know, clear parallels because the bottom line of Atlas Shrugged was uh, who is the one who is holding, who is the Atlas? Who is mm -hmm. the one who is holding up the world? Who is the one who moves the world, who pull, pulls it through? Um, and uh, and it's, it's not the government, you know, of, of, it's not incompetent central planners. Um, although, you know, in times of national emergency, we have marshaled uh, national force and, and there, we, we need to have an uh, appropriate proportionate response in light of the complete bungling of uh, the first line of defense, which was detection. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I'd say, you know, since we are all sheltering in place, I'm more reminded of, of Anthem. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, shout out to uh, Students for Liberty for, for uh, helping to distribute um, our adaptation of Anthem, the graphic novel. And it's not just, again, in terms of its societal effects of a civilization, you know, destroyed by, uh, by envy, by greed properly understood as the desire for the unearned. Um, mm -hmm. But it was also about, think about what the, the hero accomplished in not just, you know, lockdown, at the bottom of, of this tunnel, you know, he, mm -hmm. he discovered, rediscovered, electricity he he rediscovered uh you know the word i so it's i think to me as we we look at what's happening we look at what is, is happening that is out of our control we can also focus as individuals on what is in our control i had tweeted out earlier thinking back to sir isaac newton uh and during the london plague of i was just going to bring that up yeah 1665, which decimated yep. like a third of, of, the, uh, of that city's population, yep. he came up, 
he used that time, he was self-quarantined, he used that time to come up with some of his greatest contributions uh, to, to calculus and, and mm -hmm. to physics. Also, the challenge is how do we use our time in the tunnel? How do we use our time in isolation? Mm -hmm. uh, do we make a bad situation worse? And in my experience, having been through, you know, a disaster or two, yep. house burned down, you know, I've, yep. I've lost jobs. Do you, you know, just, just know every single bad situation can be made worse. And it depends on your choices. Do you use this time, you know, just to, to, to veg out and to freak out? Or do you use this time to write, to do something positive? to, you know, uh, to, to be creative. I, I did three Draw My Life scripts in the past um, <laughs> you know, two weeks. Yep. And, uh, and, 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 we can, and we came up with this way of communicating and getting this message to students. So um, we, can, we can show kindness, we can show benevolence, we can reach out, we can, we can offer uh, assistance, which is in our rational uh, self-interest, build relationships uh, rather than tear other people down. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, on that note, in terms of how people can react, this is obviously a terrible situation and it's certainly trying for a lot of people. What are your thoughts on what each of us can do as individuals and in particular our students? Um, what can or should they be doing right now? I know you've mentioned a couple of those. And the, the reason why I ask this is Rand's ideas puts the, the individual in the forefront being kind of paramount um, to the human experience. So what can, what can our students as individuals do in these trying times um, in terms of getting through this and, and not having, not making bad situations worse? Yes. Well, gosh, of all of the things that I think that the students could be doing, maybe reading Ayn Rand, <laughs> maybe reading that, that Ayn Rand book that you haven't yet read, or maybe rereading Ayn Rand. Yep. In other words, working on your mind. Yes. Okay, strengthening your mind, using reason, uh, being productive, making a list, also identifying, you know, if you are finding that you are um, panicking more than maybe other people are if and 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 there's a spectrum of people that are that are uh, suffering you know mm -hmm. uh different levels of anxiety if you're finding that you are um kind of your anxiety is getting out of control i would maybe write it down and keep it in mind because mm -hmm. that's something that you're going to want to address now would be a good time or in the future whether mm -hmm. it's going to be through through treatment or through, through, you know, hopefully not medication, but, but or through some kind of support group. Sure. Um, because this is not the last existential threat, okay? Of course. This is, not the la this is not the last virus. This is not the last, you know, there's a terrorist attack. I'm not saying this is a terrorist attack. But there, 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 there will be other things that will happen. There will be other things that feel like existential threats to you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think that ha having the proper philosophy, having the proper um, virtues, which are not, mm -hmm. again, just things that, you know, you have them or you don't, you know, you work on them, you develop them, you try every day to, to use your values. So, so focusing on reason, focusing on benevolence, mm -hmm. uh, focusing on productivity, 
mm-hmm. um, and uh, and focusing on achievement. And you may be this may be your moment. You know, this may be your moment. I I just uh, I, I talked to some of my friends at some of the the, the papers. They are seeing. Um, their submissions, you know, at, at different, uh, they're, they're going up um, by an order of three. So that's yep. good. That means that, that some people are using their time to, 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 to write, write, yep. write your screenplay, write your, use other platforms and build your relationships, call people, those, those relationships. It's not just what gives meaning to life, but I have found in my personal um, experience and certainly in my, my career, Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I had good friends, you know, that are, they're all in Washington now and I maintain those relationships. Um, it, it, it not only enriches my life by having those relationships, but it certainly helped me, um, as I advanced in my career. So yep. take a moment right now to reach out to somebody to build your relationship because it is meaningful, because it's the right thing to do, but also because, you know, you need trading partners in life and yep. be a good trader, be a, be a person of integrity, be a person with something to offer. Um, and, and just, uh, if you're just monitor your time, keep a time diary, keep a gratitude uh, diary. I yep. also find trying to, to find things to be grateful for. Um, not just because, you know, well, it, it's, uh, makes you feel better, which it does. Sure. But, um, but it also is, is in terms of being a rational individual who is productive mm-hmm. uh, and not panicking, having a sense of, well, I am grateful for X, Y, and Z. I have these three things. I lost these five things. Okay? Yeah. You know, I'm an astronaut and my spaceship is broken and I can't <laughs> get back to Earth. You find one or two things that are working and you just kind of focus on those and you build a sense of agency and that will give you the, the self-esteem and the self-confidence that you need to find the other things or build the other things that you need to get home. Yeah, and I think that's been the one big thing. When you're in isolation like this, it is inherently antisocial, and yet the creative capacities of all of these brilliant people have allowed for us to overcome that antisocial um, circumstance and be very social. We can have We can be time zones apart, thousands of miles apart and have a conversation like this and broadcast it to the world. We can play games. The other day uh, we, we were, we were playing uh, with, with family. We were playing basically like a version of charades. Um, so still being able to have those moments, um, although not physically with each other, um, but still being able to overcome that antisocial circumstance with all of these amazing services, products. I mean, something as trivial as, as an app. Um, we, we talk about the heroes and villains. There's all sorts of apps out there now that allow for you to play these games in real time and still see each other. So not just like video games where you don't see each other, um, where you, you have everything connected and you can see their reactions in real time like you and I while playing Monopoly or Risk or um, Charades or anything. And so um, there's lots of opportunities to um, continue to have those relationships and continue to have those conversations. And uh, I mean, I'm super thankful for you having this conversation with me. I, I know that it's going to be um, a good, uh, a good for our, our listeners. And, and thank you. Thank you, David. And um, I'm glad you're also having fun because that is the moral purpose of your life to be happy. So I'm glad to hear you're doing it. (laughs) 